Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. <laughs> Whose one was that? That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my Ron Soldier. Just Sandoval, what's up? And my sweet cheese, Jake. Yo, we in the building. What's <laughs> up? What's up? Uh, um, first episode, I think, this uh, this season. So we're back. And pretty much like, what, almost one-fourth into the season. So, uh, yeah. Are we? Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah, I think it's like we're about to hit game fifteen, right? So yeah, almost, almost one fourth. Yeah. How's everybody doing though? Everyone doing okay? Just a uh, regular Clippers aside, everyone doing okay? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All right, it's, yeah. it's the Clippers that bring us down. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get yeah. that. Uh, I got an interesting stat, and Jesse, you could tell me I'm wrong. Okay, I have an interesting stat. Technically, I, I'm a part of it, but since I didn't go on Saturday to the game, I'm going to use you as an example and not me. Okay. Since the Clippers got Norman Powell, the Clippers have been 0-3 in every game that Jesse Sandoval has gone to. <laughs> <laughs> it's dating back to... Because me and you went to the Timberwolves game last year when they debuted the, the City Edition jerseys last year. The City Edition jerseys last year. Yep, yeah. and, and we they won that game decisively, mm-hmm. but then we didn't go to a game again until the plan, the plan, which they lost. Then we went to the Pelicans game together, <laughs> and they lost. And then I didn't go on Saturday. God. I didn't go on Saturday, and they went. To, they played against the Nets, and they lost. So, is it Norm or is it you, Jesse? Well, here I can I can debunk that real quick. Here's the here's the truth. I'm actually a Warriors fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hill train? <laughs> Since uh, Kawhi, they haven't given us an update. You know, I decided to buy a Steph Curry jersey. Mm, it, must just... be, it must be nice. They're like what three and seven two or something like. <laughs> what's, what's the record? <laughs> hey, as long as Steph can shimmy, and I see Steph shimmy, that's, it's, all, that's be- all I need. Is that is that what you live for? That's what I live for. That's all I need. I need that in my veins. Unfortunately, I don't see that with Kawhi. You know, all I, all I see. Him. <laughs> so Not, you're, you're you're telling me if Kawhi just shimmied more, <laughs> you would be uh, shimmy and for... played more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he's doing five on fives. How do you guys feel about that? I have, we've heard that last season. I'm tired of <laughs> I'm tired oh, of five on fives. Okay. Now I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't know how to put this. Uh, I believe this group is unhappy with Kawhi not playing. <laughs> I, I will. I'm not. I'll. I'll that's that's as as lightly as I'll put it. Uh, I'm trying to be professional here, you know. I'm, yeah. But since I don't have media credential, I'll be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had a media, if I had a media credential, I'd be. You know, what, things are looking good. See things out there with yeah. the guys. You know, since we don't have media credentials, you know, hey, it would be great if we weren't seven and six. <laughs> And Kawhi was out there. Uh, how I 
I know Jake is a big Kawhi fan. So, so <laughs> oh, what are man. your thoughts? Dude, you know, honestly, like, I think my main gripe here is just the transparency. You know, like, if we if we could know, like, if he was hurt or not, they tell it, like, it's always, like, a mystery, right? They ask Ty Lue, he's like, I don't know. He's like, he was practicing yesterday. I don't know. Ask him. And we know no one's going to ask him. So, <laughs> what's the, mm-hmm. well, you know, what's, what's, like, the, what's the holdup? I just feel like, especially after two years of this, well, I mean, basically, we're going into our second season of this exact thing where it's, like, we have no timetable. There is no, you know, uh, yeah, there's just, I guess, no timetable. There's just no timetable for anything and nobody knows what's going on. So I feel, I feel for like, not only for like, you know, super fans that watch the team day in, day out, but just the casual fan that wants to go watch the game, you know, but if he's hurt, he's hurt. And there's nothing that can be done about him being hurt. If he's hurt, then he got to recover. Right. Would would everyone's opinions change? Let's just flip like let's just uh you know flash forward, fast forward, flash forward with the photo, fast mm-hmm. forward to January, and let's just say December first, Kawhi's back and he plays all the way through December and January. Would you feel a lot better about the situation, or would you still be like you know what that month off in November really cost us? I I, I think I think like it's just the change of gears and teams. Like I understand that we're, let me just like, you know, let me just make it basic. We're asking a team to do something that no team in NBA history has done. You know, like right now we're not a contender without Kawhi. We're a middle of the pack playoff team. We're seven and six. We're like a game back from Oklahoma. That's like six and seven. And um, until we get Kawhi back and he has full production, we will be a, a contender. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't see the, like, we never, I mean, we couldn't even foreshadow this. We didn't know this was going to happen, you know, coming into mm-hmm. the season. Coming into the season, we were all like, I, we're here, we're healthy, we're good to go, we're ready to go. And then, you know, this happens. But with this happening, like, it just, it leaves us as a middle-of-the-pack team for now. And we go as PG goes. You know, and, and that's it. Like until we get Kawhi back, that's how we're. That's how I'm approaching it. Is like we go as PG goes. Do you feel like there's fan fatigue based on last year going into this yeah. year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, I do like, and I'm kind of one of them, right? Like I'm, I'm a fan just like everybody else, and I, I look at it like, look, I just feel that, um, if there was just like just even a little bit of transparency, that's I always go back to that because that's like what people are looking for you know they just they just want to know if their star is injured when anthony davis goes down we know usually the next day bro is out for three three months or whatever right like he's out for three weeks he's out for two weeks like you know with Kawhi, everything has been so secretive and um for a fan base that hasn't really accomplished a whole lot you know like i feel like they deserve to know like what's going on but, but my, I'm talking as a fan, of course, like, right? Like, yeah, my, my thing with like, you brought up Anthony Davis and I feel like Kawhi and Anthony Davis are always in the same mainstream conversation. My, my thing with the difference between the two, cause I feel like they're both very different in terms of how the injury situation goes. For example, like 
Anthony Davis could be out for four to six weeks and he'll come mm-hmm. back in three and a half and then mm-hmm. get re-hurt. You know, mm-hmm. Kawhi on the other hand will be out for four to six weeks and he'll be out for two and a half seasons. So, so it's it's like two different um uh, situations and that it's and, not nearly the same. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's it's, it's, it's totally same. different. Like one player comes back way too early all the time and gets re-hurt. One player just once he's hurt once, he's out for yeah. forever. Um do you feel and I think this will well, this will carry into the next segment. So I'm going to open up this question mm. and then I'm going to start the next segment. Mm. The next segment is going to be the eye test from the 300 level. I'm bringing it back. Yes, I remember to bring it back two episodes in a row. Love it. Yeah. Um, so this is just our eye test. You know, people throw analytics in your face, but, you know, we're mm. all watching the same games. We're all seeing what's on the court. Sometimes we go mm. to the game from the 300 level watching the game. Mm. So. This is our own eye test. Do you guys feel, and you don't have to, your eye test could be totally different than this, but do you guys feel when Kawhi comes back, this roster is good enough? So the last couple of games have been, you know, a really good trajectory. Like, I feel like we're like becoming the team that we were last season. Our defense is there. The offense started showing up. Norman Powell still struggles. And then for some reason, last two games he's been coming alive in the fourth quarter I don't know how long it's going to be sustainable but you know based on the last couple of games I think you know we would we will be better but my only concern is because we're playing with Paul George and we're asking a lot from him from some of the lineups that we're seeing from Ty Lu. my concern is we're going to run Paul George to the ground and when Paul George and when Kawhi is about to come back Paul George is going to be injured and that's my biggest concern you know, I can see that, and then it's not like Kawhi's going to play 35 minutes a night to make up for that. Like, that's just a, hey, you know what? So, We're going mediocre with Kawhi out there. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the whole thought process was, you know, we'll we'll rest you know, Kawhi one game, we'll have Paul George play that game, and then vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're trying to win games because we had such a rough start, and this was the most gimme, you know, beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um. They were going to ask a lot from Paul George, and I think it's going to end in injury. No, so you're manifesting a Paul George injury on this podcast. I see. All right, I respect. You know, I res- you know, I respect that. As a war- as a as a Warriors fan, it seems like a very Warriors fan thing to do. So I I I, I, I hear that. Uh, Jake, do you have anything? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we're asking a lot of PG, and he can't really afford to have a subpar like 27 point game. Like it's it's like you know we've reached that level to where it's like yeah we went what was it like four and one in that week that he won player of the week mm-hmm. but he was averaging like thirty five and six yeah. you know on like fifty five percent field goal and like forty from three it's like it's not sustainable for PG to have to be doing this over and over and over especially with him not getting rest because. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure the Clipper plan this season was we're going to load manage Kawhi, we're going to load manage PG, and we're going to alternate them here and there whenever we can. But now all of that is like thrown out the window because yeah. like they, they can't, you know, Kawhi is not available right now. And so PG is carrying this load. And so it's like when we, when we get down to just the real basic understanding of it is that PG has to be big every game for them to win but 
that's the problem with it for me. Like, you know, a couple of po- podcasts back during the summer, I was like, well, if we're having, you know, Norm Powell having to score 20 plus or people having to score 20 plus and we can't hold down the fort, like we, there's issues for sure, you know? And, and, and like, I just think that the issue here is just that the, the main guy is not available. So they're having to like backpedal and here we are, you know, like it's, it's, it's literally that simple. It's like, it starts at the top. It's like, without him being here, we're, we're here. This is our, this is our position now. And I think this kind of transitions into, I think we'll, we'll talk about later, but like who we consider would be like on our chopping block necessarily. Uh, I know it's a little early into the season, but it's not that early into the season. The season started about a month ago. (laughs) And so, uh, and if you think about it, trades happen in two and a half months. That's, you know, so this is is about the time you start evaluating who should be on your team and who should not be on your team. And, but I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like the mo like in our Twitter spaces and on Twitter in general and social media and even like on p- other podcasts, the guard play gets brought up a ton and mm-hmm. everyone has their preference on which guard is doing better than the others. Like, for example, people throw in analytics and all that. But to me, it's like levels to this and they're all inconsistent. They're all not playing well. Some of them are playing well in fourth quarter. Like there's, you could point to a game last week where Reggie Jackson had a pretty solid fourth quarter. You could Norman Powell had a couple of solid fourth quarter. Right. John Wall single handedly brought us back in that Spurs game and then brought us back in the Jazz game we lost. Like right, right. they're all widely inconsistent, but then everyone is picks their favorites and then picks a player they don't like. Yeah. And, and to me, there's tears to this. Like Norm Norman Powell makes eighteen million dollars. We should be expecting the most from him. Like if for whatever reason Reggie Jackson uh, regressed, we would all be okay with it. And then eventually, it's like all right. Then he kind of floats himself back out of the rotation, and then hopefully Ty could see that eventually, right? Mm-hmm. My thing though is John Wall only makes $6 million. And I feel like we're getting $6 million worth of product on the court. I don't, that might not, that just might be me. I don't know. But like, so some people are like, you know what, John Wall, he's not, you know, he's not living up to expectations or whatever. He's only $6 million. He makes the least amount of money out of the three. Hell, if you want to include, include Luke Kennard in this conversation, John Wall makes less money than all of them on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I know I understand he's sitting on $41 million at home, but he makes less money. So in my opinion, he, and the fact that he's brand new, I feel like there should be more patience with John Wall. That's just where I'm at. And and to say, like, oh, when he does something well, good. He's a $6 million player. He's mm-hmm. doing something well. That's how we all felt about that's how we all felt about Nick Batum when he first right. He like he was only costing us what the the vet men? The vet men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, oh, look at the production we're getting out of the vet men. 
or look at this uh look at what we're getting out of our MLEs and stuff like that like uh John Wall's a 6 million dollar player and then we move on to Reggie Jackson who I believe nostalgia and and what he's done for this team has earned him a, at least a little leeway <laughs> with you know and the fact that we've seen at least a little bit of what he can do on the court right still this season it's just you know at times he takes bad shots and you know i'm sure i'm sure if you were frustrated with him last season you're just you're going to be even more frustrated with him this season i'm sure that's right. just that's just how it works norman powell though is the third best player on the team and he's actually played pretty well in some of these fourth quarters so i'm i'm actually gonna i'm not gonna get on his ass <laughs> but he's the player that we all looked at though if Kawhi had a missed time at any point and he's actually the player we got last year thinking maybe norman powell's good enough to get us deep enough in the playoffs for us to bring Kawhi back and then who knows there's a there's, you know, there's a shot in the dark, right? You know, of us making a wave in the playoffs last year. Norman Powell hasn't been that guy. I'm going to be a little patient. I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm really patient with this team because it's my thing with the Clippers has always been. I understand there's things we need to do as a team to get to a certain point, but the season's long and the season could be taken away from you or given to you at any moment of the season. For example, like uh, the Warriors fan Jesse said, if, if Paul George uh, were to get hurt, we're we're just screwed at that point. <laughs> you know, uh, Jake Jake mentioned it. If 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 Paul George were to come back and we all we had was Kawhi or we didn't have Kawhi at all, then it's a lot like last season, and we're it, it's just it's just a very frustrating product to watch to do that two years in a row, right? Uh, but. That's why we got Norman Powell, right? To kind of make up for some of that. And it's just it's just not happening. And we'll we'll get into some of the chopping block necessarily coming up soon. But I don't know if you guys want to if I if I may. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we both know that we've seen Reggie in, on this team before. We saw him last season. We saw him the season before. You know, he, he's a roller coaster. He has good games, he has bad games. But because Kawhi's out it's highlighted more. Yeah. And it's going to stay like that until Kawhi comes back. And it's going to stay like that for John Wall as well. These, <laughs> these guys are trying to pick up a slack because Norman Powell is not. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know where I'm at with Norman Powell. You know, I'm, I've been trying to be really hopeful about the guy, um, but none of the shots are going in. Every time he goes in for a layup, he's like that Joker meme, you know, when he goes skateboarding and he's like falls. <laughs> like, like he's always getting hit, um, or he's coming down, like hitting, hitting himself, hurting himself. And like I, I, I appreciate the effort he's putting in, but man, sometimes it's just he's he's doing way too much. And I, I at the end of the day, I think Kawhi is rid of the issue. Um, yeah. So Kawhi plays. Um, these these guards are gonna have to do more. They're gonna have to extend themselves, and because of that, they're not gonna look good doing it. Norman Powell might be the first player I've seen on the Clippers who his face says he doesn't care, but you could just tell he cares the most. Like he cares what everyone's saying. He cares about like 
because you can tell by the way he's playing like he's doing way too much he's trying to make up for the fact that like he's maybe not playing well or whatever but his face always looks like he does not give a shit (laughs) yeah i mean i just it's like it's confusing how um it's not even confusing it's just marketed a certain way and the season was marketed a certain way and the media put it out a certain way to where as soon as you know, Kawhi came off the bench in the first game. Like the rhythm, every everything was just like, you know what I'm saying? It was just mm-hmm. thrown off. Like you can tell, it was just thrown off. And now that we're here, Norm, you know, I've been on record saying like, I'm happy that Tyloo benched him, you know, because that was one thing that I feel like the shot hunting and stuff like that, saving for the bench, especially with our offense being so terrible. Like it, even even on the bench, like our offensive rating is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think that like, and you guys, I mean, you guys in the spaces know. Like I've said it before, I really think we got to get faster and younger. And if you go look at those top Western and Eastern Conference teams, all of them, all their stars are like under twenty nine years old. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and high level role players like are young, you know. Um, Look at Oklahoma. Look at the Jazz. And I'm not saying what they have is sustainable, but what I'm saying is, like, obviously their youth, their pace, and their shooting is what keeps them alive. You know, and with that, we went into the podcast in the summer, and we were talking about Terrence, and and I'm on record saying that I thought that Terrence was going to play a lot of minutes, Mm -hmm. that he was going to – and I feel like Terrence has to play minutes on this team. Same with Amir. And um, I feel like Amir – People might not people might not rate him like, you know, highly or whatever because of like his history until last season. But it's like he just pushes the pace. Mm-hmm. He lets us be faster. And with our stars that are, that are a little older, PG does like to play in the open floor a little bit, you know, but Marcus likes to and I'm not calling Marcus a star, but Marcus has been a solid rock on the team like all season. Well, the, to your point, Marcus and PG, though. Although they're not going out there always running, they're always mm-hmm. trailing though. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're always like they're they're okay with playing on the open floor, you know. Yeah. So it's like I, I feel like Amir, Terrence, especially and Luke, you know, Luke gives the spacing and the speed. Like he's only what 26, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. I feel like we really should be maximizing those guys over like a Nico Batum that's in the later stage of his career. His jump shooting is down, and um, yeah, he's a savvy player. But especially when we're playing teams like tomorrow, we got Houston. You know, yeah. like that's not a matchup for him. Like it's not. You know, like yeah. Sengun. Sengun last time they played, Sengun was eating him alive, and like, I mean, he was eating Zoo alive too. He had like twenty six and thirteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. So so. I just feel like the pace of the game is getting younger. It's getting faster. It's, it's more jump shoot, like more jump shooting and we're a jump shooting team. So with that being said, it's like the minutes that Terrence is starting to get and are dropping off of someone else. Like Amir has to get those and Rocco has to play too. Like, that's another thing. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Hopefully he's okay from COVID and stuff, but like he needs minutes. I don't think he's on Tyloo's bad side i just think i i honestly don't know i'm a, i'm assuming it's a covid related thing 
no one knows. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. But the thing is, we've seen this with, with Ty's teams in the past is randomly someone's not going to play for like four games in a row. And then all of a sudden there are seventh best player on the team for the rest of the season, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense, though. Here in this situation, you know, tightening your rotation with Kawhi out makes no sense to me. It's like nine players. We're supposed to be the deepest team. So why aren't we using all the other players? I, I think I, I think Norman yeah, Powell Norman Powell is supposed to be the guy who brings the pace, right? Like that was his type of game. You, you know, he goes north and south. And unfortunately, that's not panning out for us. I don't know if that's just Joker. Norman Powell. Joker on the skateboard, yeah. <laughs> but also, also to that point, Jesse, I, I feel that like what I've seen people complain about this on on you know online, but like it's true. Why are we playing three guard lineups when we were quotation mark like you know wing central or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. we have all mm-hmm. these six, seven, six, eight, six, six guys. Why are we playing guys six, four and under? Like why, why, why are we it. using? Why are we using Norm Powell like a small forward like he was in Portland? Ty, Ty Lue has been doing a lot of question, questionable things, honestly. And yeah. I hate when people call him like Ty Rivers and stuff like that because obviously he is an upgrade, but like Brody just has to just be rational. Like, do you, bro, you got do, six. <laughs> do you feel he's working with what he what's in be front smarter. of him? Dude, I, I because he didn't he didn't have Rocco for a week or so. Yeah. So. He, like a week ago, it was a lot more understanding, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, because, you know, that's this is all he had. And the only questionable thing was, like, why aren't you playing Moses more? Mm-hmm. Right. But now Rocco's back. It seems like we should be playing him. Or if, like, you know, if not, if not Rocco, Amir should be playing over Batum. And I think Batum, for whatever reason, and you know what? Let's just do this right now. If you're part of the Batum Battalion, <laughs> might want to shut the podcast off right now. <laughs> All right. So he's he's locked himself down as like what the second center, which in my opinion, if it's not gonna be Moses, it should be Rocco. Yeah. But but my thing with Batum has always been, hey, he's on a vet men. We're getting a lot of value for the vet men. But now he's making what ten million dollars a year? Yeah. Maybe ten and a half. Maybe yeah, it might just be ten. That's a tradable contract. What what's now happening is Batum's contract has value. He used to have the value. And this is what I always made the point about Zoo in the past. If you were going to pay Zoo, then Zoo's contract is going to start having value more than the actual player. And right, right now, Batum's contract has value. And if there's anybody out there who's like, man, we could use a vet savvy player who could play some small ball five or whatever, he's now made himself valuable on the trade market. And I was one of those people who wanted Batum to retire with the team. And I still do. But he. I would prefer if Ty just kind of sent him to the back of the bench and brought him in and like break glass in case of emergency players are out. We need another wing out there. Then that's where I'd like to have Batum. But 
he's playing a lot and he's not playing very well. <laughs> and before his value itself drops, I wouldn't mind if he was on the tro- chopping block. And what's what's you know, like that ten million dollars could uh bring you back a 34 30 to 40 million dollar player if you if you combine the right contracts that's like you know that's like for example terrence mann his contract he has more value than his contract does because he only makes like one and a half million dollars or something next year terrence mann makes 11 million dollars and next year his contract might have more value than he does uh but we should be seeing more lineups with terrence Luke, Amir Coffee, you're right. Like we should just play younger. If if we're gonna if we're gonna go through this stretch, I I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. And like for example, I would like to see Moses Brown play a little bit more. Just a little bit more. It doesn't have to be a ton. If you still want to play Batum in the second quarter, but then play Moses in the second half, sure. But I don't know. But Batum's on the chopping block. And there's no point of us being nine to ten us being the deepest team in the league if we're only gonna play nine to ten guys a night yeah might as well just you know because brandon boston jr is now playing in ontario jason preston plays in ontario moses the uh musa diabate plays in ontario that's three out of our 17 guys who are playing or are playing in ontario Kawhi's out and roko was out with health and safety protocols you know like we weren't as deep last week if we're quote unquote the deepest team in the league, then let's play some of these younger guys. And I'm really hoping if we do trade some of these vets, then Amir Coffee gets brought into the rotation. Because if we are that deep, in my opinion, we're that deep is is so we could trade some guys and still then then bring up these 10, 11, 12 guys and just put them up and make them seven, eight, nine guys. But I don't know. That was that's my Batum thing. I, yeah. I try to keep I try to keep it professional, you know, just in case we get credentialed. But <laughs> I, I, I totally see what you're saying about Batum, and you know, we're we're talking about things that kind of pointing out what's going on with the organization and the Clippers roster. Can I say something about Luke Kennard? Absolutely. It's not gonna be negative. Absolutely. It's um, Luke Kennard is probably one of the best shooters in the league, and you would think for having one of the best sharpshooters, we would be running more plays for him. But oftentimes it feels like we're just using him as a bailout rather than a legit option. And it gets really frustrating, especially when he's in the lineup. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Doc Rivers made more plays for J.J. Redick than Ty Lue has done for Luke Kennard. It, it, it just it, that shit infuriates me, honestly. Because I'm watching watch the fucking Nets look for Seth Curry and all we do is have Luke Kennard set screens, and we don't do it for him. Like it irritates the fuck out of me. Not, I, I, I don't know. Maybe Lawrence Frank needs to do make it like a like a huge uh, trade to kind of force Ty Lue out of his comfort zone to start like playing other players. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's just frustrating. I'm, and and you know uh, what? The, yeah. the to your to your point too, Jesse. When it comes to the guard situation. It's not like you could look deeper into the bench and realize there's a better guard out there. Jason Preston's not a better guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could maybe make the case that Brandon Boston Jr., if he was given the opportunity, could be eventually. But like if you're looking at like John Wall, Norman Powell, uh, Reggie Jackson, and then Luke Kennard, it's not like there's someone deeper in the bench that could be better. 
the Batum thing, you could look down on that bench, and there's <laughs> two to three guys that are doing who could play a lot better than him. And you're right that they should be making more plays for Luke Kennard because he's legit the best guard they have at this moment. And yeah, uh, Jake, you're gonna say something. Yeah, I mean, um, just going back to Batum, like I understand that Ty has, and I don't want to even say like he has his favorites. Maybe he does. You know, I, I'm not on the coaching staff, so I don't know. You know, we don't know. We're just like assuming, right? To where he has his guys and he feels confident in them that they can pull out a win or a result. And Nico for like, I mean, defensively, like he's still kind of there. I feel like he is a step slower, you know, but mm-hmm. that comes with age. But his offense has left them. And I think that's that's what's what's tough here is like, I mean, essentially you're becoming a non-threat on offense. And yeah. it's cool to have these utility guys that, you know, here and there can like, you know, they rebound the ball, they get you two assists, they get you a block, you know, a steal maybe. Like, it's cool to have that. But um, in the grind of a season, like, and I keep going back to this, when we're playing these teams, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, I mean, we're about to play the Mavericks in a couple of days, right? Yeah. Oklahoma, for instance, um, another top of Phoenix, like maybe with Phoenix, we can survive having Nico out there because they kind of play at a slower pace. Yeah. But like, and even, even with the, but the Mavericks actually play a high tempo, which is weird, you mm-hmm. know, because Luca's so slow. But it's like, why would we play Nico against Dallas? Why would we play him against the Grizzlies? You know, why? I, why would we play him against the Detroit Pistons? Yeah, you know, get out, get someone out there that can run and go and go hard. Why resign Amir if you're just not going to play him? If you're going to DMP him every game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Ty was eventually just going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to see how things look after ten or so games, and then I'm going to incorporate this, and then we'll see what this what looks with Kawhi on the court. When Kawhi, going back to the original point, Kawhi being out has totally, I think, screwed up everything. And I think Ty is just kind of treading water. Compensating. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's just treading water. And 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 I've coached uh, high school freshman basketball, so I, I know I know how it feels. Is <laughs> is uh, uh, you sometimes at a fault of your own go with the players that you trust the most when every game it's tight yeah yeah and I, I i don't think ty is the only coach in the league who does that like for example you 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 sometimes see it with steve kerr steve kerr will play guys out there who shouldn't be playing like you, you can make the argument and i know jesse's a huge warriors fan so he'll he knows what i'm talking about where uh clay thompson sometimes shouldn't be playing on that court and yet yeah. but you know he's playing in the fourth round that's why they're struggling this year and eventually they're going to have to make that call and figure out like maybe Jordan Poole gets more minutes or whatever, you know, every team goes through these moments where a coach has players that he trusts, but then maybe shouldn't be playing them. And I think us as fans, we're e- it's easier for us to move on because we're watching it from, you know, quote unquote, the 300 level. We're watching it from the, you know, we're watching on TV. So we can say like, hey, Batum's playing, isn't playing well. Why is he still out there? Mm-hmm. Whereas Ty is probably like, you know what? 
I, I, I trust maybe Batum in this moment than I do maybe Amir Coffee right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And eventually Ty will probably have to get out of that funk. Uh, I trust Ty. Ty. I trust Ty more than I trust myself when it comes to like these things. But as a, and I, and I do believe this team is a very cold front has a very cold front office and they're already looking at like, Oh, right, you know what? Batum makes $10 million and that's not worth it. You know, maybe Reggie Jackson on an expiring. We'll see what happens. Like, although he's PG's guy, if, if they just ship Reggie <laughs> and PG still needs to show up to work the next day. So it, I, I, I personally don't think they're going to ship Reggie. I think they'll just let the contract run now and maybe just don't resign him. <laughs> Yeah, it might be one of those. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But dude, like, it's all about the value of the contract. You're right, right? It's yeah. like they're Lawrence Frank is un, he's unforgiving, bro. The last five years they've made a deal at the deadline. Something is gonna happen no matter what. If, like, if, if, if if this team is playing seven seven and six basketball, even through Christmas, Lawrence Frank is gonna figure it out. Jerry West is gonna figure it out, and Steve Bomber is gonna give that okay. And Ty Lue's just gonna be, and Ty Lue's just gonna be like, yeah, I like all these guys, but yeah, I want to win basketball games. I think that's the most important thing. Ty Lue didn't accept this job to not try to win championships. Mm-hmm. He didn't accept this job to coach Reggie Jackson to a forty-two and forty season. He did that knowing that we were gonna have reinforcements coming this season, and mm-hmm. if the reinforcements thing is kind of shaky, they're gonna have to figure something out. They're gonna have to give Ty Lue a big enough player to play with to play alongside Paul George and possibly Kawhi mm-hmm. to, to to give Ty a reason to still think he's coaching for championships here. Can I can I give the listeners a question here? Like, yeah. you know, let's say we get into Christmas, we're 40, what, 41 and 41 team, 500. You know, and I'm happy this is in the middle of the podcast, so people are listening and stuff still, right? Like they're 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 locked in. Say this depth thing doesn't work. Say it doesn't work. By Christmas. By Christmas. Okay. And, um, you know, people are going to point out where the Celt- – like, you know, the Celtics, like, they went to the finals last year. Yeah, but, like, we're not the Celtics. Like, you know, it's different. And they weren't that deep. <laughs> and, and they weren't that deep. Right. Um, would you just go for the third star? Will you just overhaul like I like I want the people to like you know drop the drop the replies or whatever on Twitter or whatever you guys are listening on like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. drop drop the comments in would you guys want a third star and who would you guys want because mm-hmm. um if you're gonna try this approach where it's like PG Kawhi and then role players surrounding them as like a you know that's your recipe or whatever and it doesn't work then there's only one more avenue to exhaust before you completely yeah you know blow it up right so i if i were if i were to throw this out there the best part about the situation with the clippers is that you know we're quote unquote that deep we can still trade three to four core uh core role players and still have three to four core role players to replace them and still be at least 10 deep you know, and to make a run in the playoffs, you need to be at least 10 deep. You need to have your basically your eight to nine guys, and then you have your 10 and 11 guys there just as reinforcements, just in case there's an injury. You know, like, and yeah, 
I'm I'm on board. Like even if it's not like a third star, it's a third player that we could rely on. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it might not be a max level player, but it would be this year's version of Norman Powell, but apparently better. I mean, you guys already know I'm a Kristaps Porzingis guy, and I might get yeah. flamed for this on here. Like I might really get killed for this on here, but dude, like First of all, he's playing well this season. And yeah. second of all, like, um, I think he's expiring either this year or next year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, it, you know, the contract comes up anyway. So it's like, if it doesn't work, figure it out, right? Like, I don't know. But this is assuming we, ha- we get Kawhi back and things are just not looking great and we're 500 and, right, mm-hmm. this is – but I would like to know everybody, you know, Drop drop the replies. I think the situation still stands. I think that question still stands if Kawhi doesn't play. Uh yeah. I mean, if he yeah. doesn't play, it's it's I think it's even more imperative that they <laughs> figure something out because it's like, shoot, what if what I mean, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. What if we get to January and it's like Kawhi comes back January to ramp up for the playoffs? All right, cool. He still misses games, plays about 30 games, you know. And let's say we get to the second round or the third round and we lose, right? Or let's say we lose in the finals, right? And um, then what? You know, then yeah. then what? Like, do we continue with this with this recipe? Do we add something new? Like, what? I was that like a legit question to us? Or just... oh, everybody? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. for sure. I, I think if we get to the finals, I think there's less of a question about the roster itself. It's just, I guess the thing that we'll start looming over is that, okay, well we can blame it on the slow start because Kawhi was out for majority of it. But now that we've seen that Kawhi was available for the playoffs, he should be fine. Right. Uh, He's already got past the rehabbing of the new, of the ACL partial tear. Uh, He should be good to go this season. We can see how we go from there on. If we fall short and we don't make it to the finals or second round, yeah, then I think we're asking questions about the roster and we're making plays. Retooling. Yeah. Um, and I would retool, and I, I would hate to be the person that says, says it, but PG's been the most available. So if we're going to make a move. Yeah. No, nope. I think, we're all, I, I think we're all on board on that. Uh, if it, my, my thing with the whole quiet thing, if I could just throw this out there, and, and uh, you guys can write it down. You, you won't. Uh <laughs> If Kawhi comes back, and let's just say he has this half-ass season, but he's he goes into the playoffs and he's you know putting up twenty-five to twenty-eight, going you know tw- tw- let's just say averaging twenty-five, six and six, right? That's what he's averaging. Uh, Paul George is still doing his thing, and the team doesn't look like it's out of whack because of it. And I. St- and we make it to the finals, I don't know how many moves they're going to make. And I don't think they're going to blame yeah. it on the slow start. No one's going to care about November as long as Kawhi comes back ready for the playoffs. Now, if Kawhi comes back, and for whatever reason, the playoffs, he's putting up like 19 and 3 and 3 or something, <laughs> you know, and oh, for sure. PG needs to carry the weight and the rest of the team's out of whack. This The next offseason is going to be at least a lot of content for our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to put it like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I I do think they're gonna the, the player that I've liked, and I've said it more than once is Julius Randle. 
Like I understand, yeah. I understand. Like he has a lot of skeletons in his closet in terms of his NBA NBA career, but he plays a position th- where we could use a, a four slash five guy that could you know space the court, put up twenty, put up twenty and ten, Ellen Brandish numbers, and stuff like that. Now he he's an attitude issue, but. It, it is what it is <laughs> you know like right now we right now i feel like we're on the breaking point of having attitude issues of quite as a comeback so okay is there anybody you like jesse you're shaking your head at my julius randall yeah, thing i understand it's, it's, it's not it's not julius randall for sure <laughs> okay um yeah, well he holds on to the ball too much uh he has an attitude <laughs> and i just feel like it'd be like norman powell once he gets here he'd just disappear you know what? I feel like he looks good like sure. on, on like uh on a team that's kind of like rebuilding because he has the volume to shoot, but you put him on a contending team, I think he'll shrink. What? No, I, I respect well, that. I, I like Chris Boucher in Toronto. Chris Boucher in Toronto. That's another guy. Under underutilized there a little bit. It's like eleven points per game. Solid, bro. And he's youthful. Run, get on the break, dunk the ball, shoot three. Like, um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's, it's it's really we'll see. We got to get players that are talented enough that may not require draft picks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so players that could be like next level, solid guys, but for whatever reason, a team's willing to get rid of them. For example, I think we could all agree that we'd love to have like Pascal Siakam, but I don't think we have the draft capital to make that happen. We have the youth. Like if he has like, sure, you guys want Jason Preston? Go for it. <laughs> we like, like we if Toronto, we got the deal done. Toronto's like, all right, the deal's <laughs> I would I would personally call Lawrence Frank and be like, you sure you don't want to give him Jason Preston too? And then Toronto would be like, if you give us Jason Preston, the deal is off. <laughs> like we we don't need this guy. We don't need him playing for the 905 G League team or whatever they have there. Right. Uh, but yeah. Well, let me tell y'all, Porzingis is on an expiring this year. He has a player option. Okay. I'm all in, I'm all on board for KP if things go sour and they want to bring a dude in, bring in KP and have Zoo and KP play next to each other. That would because be one, one, would... one guy one guy spaces the floor and the other, but you know what? It might not work because what's going on in Minnesota is ridiculous right now. So yeah, but KP doesn't play like like KP, I think, would prefer not to even be in the paint. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I think he wants to stay outside the paint as much as possible. And then sure. uh, in the playoffs, we'll figure out the defensive stuff. Um yeah. is there you you can make the argument we need a guard. Now I'm saying a point guard. I'm not saying, but you can make the argument that we need a guard. Is there any guards out there that you think we could get without using draft capital? And take your time. I will edit this part of the podcast out. <laughs> all right, all right. If we're gonna, if if this is like after this season and it's failed, or 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 the trade deadline, whichever. I, I'm going. I'm going to go in the situation where we we don't want to give up picks, and okay. maybe we're looking at the long haul. I might be looking at Westbrook. If he oh, continues yeah. to play the way he's playing right now off the bench, honestly, he's playing okay. really well, in my opinion. And him and PG are friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's my uh maybe Jesse's drinking a little bit too early. A little bit too early, I should say. <laughs> no, you know what though? If we got him on a cheap deal and he understood his role where he's like, you know what, you're not gonna start or you may you may start some games, but you're not you're you're kind of in a platoon. Like you've played MLB the show, right? When you're trying to sign players and you have to tell them what the role is, and sometimes it's like, hey, you might yeah. be a bullpen guy, you might be a starter, or hey, you yeah. might be a platoon guy. That's what that's the conversation that would have to have that we'd have to have with Westbrook. Which would I got, be like, got one for you. I got right. one for you. What's up? And I got one for you because um I was just talking about him the other day. Uh De'Aaron Fox. So I know we probably would have to give draft capital unless they would want to give Davion more more minutes. Mm-hmm. But Davion's young. They just drafted him. Yeah. And if they want to, you know, they want to give Keegan Murray more touches, maybe we send out expiring contracts or we send out like um, you know, like a couple guys to facilitate for them or whatever to make them competitive. Doubt the Kings would trade them in conference, but like that's somebody that would really solidify the guard position. They were talking about it in the summer. I remember on the athletic, the athletic was talking about the Clippers actually like coveting De'Aaron Fox. So that's, that's something I feel like we don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers and Sacramento and the Spurs and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So, I mean, maybe the Kings are a team to keep an eye out for if they fall. Yeah. I I feel like he's he's young enough where the the Kings would want to get something draft related in the in the deal and I don't know if we have that available but we could I don't know like Norman Powell's not I I know I'm so, we, we 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 spend every minute of this podcast like crapping on Norman Powell and then we're like well actually we're like Laker fans you know who like all they do is talk crap about <laughs> their players and then be like well actually if you trade them you know they're really good <laughs> uh Norman Powell if they're trying to get those younger point guards and stuff like that and maybe make the case that a vet like Norman Powell who's a score first guard could go in there and kind of just like hold his own have no expectations you know the Kings don't have expectations so go out there and just ball you know maybe they'll be good I don't know but yeah I like Fox I don't know if we could get him but I like Fox uh Bone Sexton, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't cool. think it'll happen. Oh, sign, but sign me up for that. Yeah. I yeah, mean, cool. he, I'm sign, looking at his contract right now. Gets, Dude, sign right. me up for that because um, I've seen him play live like three times, and all three times that I've seen him, it's like intense. Yeah. Sign me up for that, bro. That's like, like energy. Pa- it's like Patrick Beverly with offense. <laughs> like, you know, like young Pat Bev with offense. It's fire, bro. His contract's really friendly, too. It, I, I'm on board with that. Just gotta watch out how the end, like you know, the injuries heals up for him. Mm-hmm. But he's looking good. I mean, he's looking good right now. So sign me up. D'Angelo Russell's another one too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get that. Carl Towns too. Carl Towns is another one that. Um, now we, cons- yeah. If they could figure that out, now I feel like they would want a ton of draft picks for him, like yeah. especially to make up for the fact that they compensate. They made a stupid trade for Rudy Gobert. Uh, but yeah, if you get Carl Anthony Towns on this team, that would be lovely. Uh, another player that that I'm I I like that I don't know if they would move on from him. Let me get Tyler Hero <laughs> on the on the Clippers. You know, I don't know. 
what the heat situation is and what they would want for him. But I like Tyler Hero. Well, that just him. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have to add uh, J- Jason Preston to that to that deal for uh, Jeff First, Jason. <laughs> Jason Preston, straight up. <laughs> no, they're but, aggressive right now, though. I think because they're going for Randall too, the the Heat. So sure. they're probably like aggressive, trying to figure out what they want to do. Because like, I'll be I'll be honest. Where's the Heat standing at right now? I think they're like sixth. The Heat is always that team that is is one of the scariest teams in the league. But for some reason, every season, every offseason, they're looking at trying to move something because for whatever reason, it's not working. And mm. you can maybe make the same case for us next year, or you can make the you can make the case for us by Christmas. <laughs> but something's something something's gonna happen there. And they the Heat have players that you consider top tier talent. Uh, it's six just, and seven right now. Yeah. yeah, like you have Bam there, you have Hero, you have Jimmy Butler, you have top talent on there. Remember when we were trying to trade Marcus for Duncan Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could still get Duncan. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. We could probably Is he uh, even getting any minutes. I don't even know this year. Probably. I don't not. think he's playing. No, I don't think he's playing like that. Well, at least well, he would hit a three. Like <laughs> yeah, Batum might, but he might. Uh, <laughs> you guys got any more thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, nah, man. Just uh, for everybody out there that's watching these games and going to these games, keep supporting the guys because I'm sure they're probably like, "Bro, what's going on?" <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you know, uh, bro. They came in thinking that it was going to be different than what it was. I'm sure. And, uh, <laughs> How was the presentation of the city edition stuff on Saturday? Was it? Was oh, it... I liked it. It's cool. It's dope. Was it good? So, except right. for like, they didn't have anything in store to buy. So like, I'm over here looking around for city edition stuff to buy, and it's like they just got the white jersey and stuff, and the blue jersey, and like Buffalo Braves white jersey. I'm like, bro, this is like three years ago. What are y'all doing? <laughs> so it seems like the the team store is not even the Clippers running it. It's just a bunch. It's just like the arena. Like, and they're just like, yeah, uh, yeah. let's just put the Buffalo thing back up. <laughs> yeah. But nah, man, enjoy the season. Like as, as long as Kawhi is not here, you know what I'm saying? Their ceiling is their ceiling. And when Kawhi comes back, the ceiling rises. It's That's how it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find our podcast where you find your podcast. You can find us on on uh, Twitter at LA Clips Forum. We host Twitter Spaces after every game. Uh, I was not part of the last one. I'm hoping it went fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Jesse, we have a Patreon, right? Yes, we do. And how much is that Patreon? Three bucks. Can I say it? Three bucks. Oh, oh yeah, Jake. Uh, three bucks. <laughs> three dollars. Three bucks. <laughs> three bucks. Jake, what can you do with three dollars? Subscribe to the Patreon. You know what? Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm subscribed, uh, so subscribe. There you go. We have some great stuff there. We have uh, extra content going on uh, where we basically go in and discuss our rivals in the Western Conference along in the Eastern Conference as well. And we're doing some experimental stuff such as uh, 
sports diaries where we go over different sports that we are, that we follow. Um, Brian's a Rams fan. I am a Falcons fan. We are both Padres fans. So we follow the MLB, MLB a little bit. <laughs> Excuse me. So, yeah. Um, but that's, that's experimental. Things are changing. Uh, we're just trying to build a community in there, kind of similar to what we do in our space. We also do spaces on Twitter. Um, after every Clipper game, we go in there and just discuss what happens, you know, the good and the bad. Um, misery loves company, uh, but we also love celebration. So yeah, that's, that's good. We appreciate everyone listening because you could be doing anything with your time. So you're spending it with us. Appreciate everyone listening to the jingle and still staying for the rest of the pod. And Jake, I was about to say we're out, but I know Jake's got some stuff coming. Jake, what do you got? Oh, yeah. Black Friday is going to be fire. We have so much stuff dropping. Uh, if you're a football fan, tune in. We got um, some Clipper stuff dropping. Um, World Cup. I mean, there's tons of stuff. So just tune in. It should be fun. Yep. Uh, we're out. Enjoy the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.